Hey Habibi and welcome to the People Prompts. I hope everyone is fantastic today. Um, before we get to the story, I uh, just want to say that my fish had beef with each other and I had to break that up before they burned the whole place down. Um, and yeah, that's basically why I'm a little late on my upload. Um, this was actually supposed to go up before Sewer Boys, but you know, I saw that PewDiePie episode and <laughs> it just hit me. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's coming today. Right, so uh, today's prompt happened on the tram. Um, there were like, I think three or four girls behind me. I couldn't actually see them, I could just hear them. Uh, they were talking and I heard. Uh, this roughly translates to our Sahar. Wasn't she standing with us for a little bit and then she said, Why aren't you on the tram yet? and she left? More or less that. Alright, so let's get to the story. It was June in Alexandria. The alarm rang and Lemia woke up, ready to start her day. She got dressed, got her stuff, and was ready to head over to her university. She was in her second year at the Faculty of Law. She went to the kitchen to get some breakfast before she left, and to her surprise, her friend Sahar was there having breakfast with Lemia's family. Lemia said hi to everybody and she sat down to eat with them. Sahar was the first to leave the table and Lemia was surprised that Sahar's plate was already off the table. Wow, she must have been starving. Lemia thought to herself. The two girls headed out. Lemia shouted, Salam, Mama. Salam, Baba. Her parents both replied, Salam, Habibti. Habibti is the female form of Habibi. Lemia turned around and saw that Sahar was already outside the house and waiting for her. Well, that was quick. I didn't even notice you passed me by to go out. Lemia said to Sahar. Sahar just looked at her with a little smile, but she said nothing. The two girls started walking, and Lemia noticed Sahar walking too close to the busy street. Lemia grabbed her hand and... Uh, she could have sworn she grabbed her hand, but somehow she missed it. Right when Lemia was about to say something, Sahar got herself at a safe distance from the street. But she said nothing to Lemia, almost purposely avoiding this conversation. Lemia thought Sahar was acting weird, but she let it go. The girls were walking quietly until Sahar abruptly asked, If you had the power to hurt anyone at any point with no repercussions whatsoever, would you use that power? Lemia laughed and said, Whoa, <laughs> you're really not in the mood for class today, huh? Sahar said, No, no, but, but seriously, what if someone really hurt you and, and you need to free yourself from that overwhelming desire for revenge? Lemia started to get worried. She stopped and looked at Sahar and she asked, Okay, Sahar, what happened? You were gone all day yesterday, I couldn't reach you, you weren't in class, you were not online anywhere. Where were you? And why are you thinking about death and revenge? Sahar broke eye contact and she said that people were starting to look at them weird. Lemia found it strange that people were staring at two friends just talking. But she was too worried about Sahar to think about that. The girls walked all the way from El Ibrahimiya to Shabbi, where their university was. It was more or less a 20 minute walk. They usually take the tram, but they've been talking about walking it at some point instead of taking the tram every day. The girls were silent the rest of the way and they went separate ways when they reached Alexandria University. So a little background information, Alexandria University is like a huge campus for different theoretical faculties like arts, business, law, and so on. All of them are different buildings and areas that make up Alexandria University. Think of it like a tiny little city, like one building is the mall, one building is a 
I don't know, like an apartment building, you know, stuff like that. Like they all together, they make up the city. So it's kind of the same. All these faculties, they make up Alexandria University. I'm considering making a TikTok for visuals and more information on stuff like that. So be on the lookout in the descriptions in the episodes to come if I actually do go through with it. So back to our story. The girls were silent the rest of the way and then they went separate ways when they reached Alexandria University. Lamia was in law school and Sahar went to business school. So they usually walked together to the university and then they went separate ways once they were inside. They had no common classes and no mutual friends. They only knew each other because they used to be neighbors when they were little and their moms were best friends who went to school together. But then Sahar's family moved. Lamia and her mom knew nothing about them for eight years. Then two years ago, Sahar moved back to Alexandria for her studies. No one knew what happened to her or her family during those eight years, but there were rumors about her mom dying in a horrific accident. So people just avoided pressing Sahar on about those eight years. So it just stayed a mystery and all the blanks in the story were filled with rumors and half-truths. Lemmy remembered Sahar's scary question and she started wondering if she herself would hurt someone if there were no consequences. Her train of thought led her back to thinking about Sahar and how she noticed her mom was being a bit cold with Sahar ever since she moved back to Alexandria. It's almost like she ignores her completely, like she doesn't exist. Was it because Sahar reminded her of her dead childhood friend? Was she upset that they were gone for eight years and went completely no contact without any explanations? So back at the university, Lamia texted Sahar that she would be done for the day in about 30 minutes and that she will meet her at the gate to take the tram together. Sahar texted back saying she was already outside but security wouldn't let her stand by the gate. So she would meet her at the tram stop. Lamia found it weird but she just assumed security didn't want students crowding the gates. 30 minutes went by, Lamia and two of her classmates all headed to the tram stop together. Lamia told her friends that they were going to meet up with Sahar and then take the tram home together, she said. Do you guys even remember Sahar? You guys met a couple of times way back. The girls reached the tram and Lamia could not see Sahar anywhere. The girls could see the tram approaching in the horizon and Sahar finally shows up, but she stands a bit far, as if she was trying to hide in the crowd around the girls. Sahar asked Lamia how come they didn't take the tram that came before this one and asked why they weren't already on it. Lamia noticed that Sahar was nervous and it was like she felt uncomfortable when she saw that Lamia had company. Before Lamia could respond to Sahar's question, Sahar surprised her by saying she actually had to get some stuff for the house before she went home. So she won't be taking the same tram with them. Finally, the tram was there and they all hopped on board. Lamia made a mental note to text Sahar to apologize for not being able to chat with her a little longer. Finally, the tram was there and they all hopped on board. Lamia made a mental note to text Sahar and to apologize for not being able to chat with her a little longer and that she was sorry if bringing some friends with her made Sahar uncomfortable. As the tram speed was starting to pick up, Lamia was waving goodbye to Sahar and she told her friends to wave to Sahar who was still standing there. The girls all looked out the window but they couldn't see anyone. They all looked at Lamia very puzzled and they asked, Sahar, who are you talking about? You mean your friend who we were supposed to meet at the stop? Did she actually show up? Lamia was so confused and she said, Our Sahar, she was just with us for a little while and she asked why we haven't taken the tram yet. Is she already gone? I was just waving to her. Yabinti, are you seeing things? Nobody was standing with us, said Mai, one of Lamia's friends. Everyone else agreed. The girls got distracted by other things out the window. They talked about university and their plans for the rest of the day. And then Lamia said, Okay, 
So, my friend asked me an interesting question today. I want to see what you guys think. Lemia decided to rephrase the question a bit. Okay, so, if you could do something illegal and get away with it, with no consequences whatsoever, what would you do? Habiba, Lamia's other friend, she said laughingly, Well, in the spirit of these upcoming exams, I would set the whole college on fire, so they can't find our papers to grade, and then they would have to let everyone pass. Mai said, Well, if the college doesn't exist anymore, sure, no one would fail, but no one would pass either. <laughs> also, wow. The girls laughed, and Mai continued, I would personally steal all the jewelry in the world. I would have a jewelry room instead of a jewelry box. I will return them one by one when I'm bored with them. Habiba then asked, Why not sell them? You would make a ton of money on top of having tons of jewelry. Maya and Lamia both exclaimed, Who are you anymore? <laughs> and they all laughed. Habiba then asked Lamia what her answer was. And Lamia said, Well, to be honest, the question wasn't exactly like that. It was worded a bit... Um, weird and dark. I really didn't have an answer. Maya and Habiba looked at each other and then back at Lamia, but they said nothing, hoping she would elaborate. Lamia then said, Remember Sahar? She's been acting super weird. Just two days ago, she completely vanished. I just could not reach her anywhere, and ever since her family moved back here, she never visits or calls me anymore. We only text. But this morning, she was already at my house, sitting at the breakfast table. She wasn't talking to my parents at all. She... She was just sitting there, watching them have breakfast and talk with each other. I don't know, she's been really different since she came back. And just this morning, she threw this question at me. Mayi said, But it's not weird. I mean, people ask each other that stuff all the time. There's a whole game, Never Have I Ever, that's built on this idea. No, but, Lamia said, She actually asked me if someone hurt me really badly and I could get back at them without having to face any repercussions, would I do it? The girls stood silent, looking at each other, trying to process what they just heard. Habiba then broke the silence, and she said, She's been back for two years, and you've never confronted her? You never asked her about what happened when they left? Even today, you never asked her why she's been gone for a whole day? Lemia said, Well, I feel like she's been traumatized when she was away, and I'm honestly too scared to hurt her feelings or say the wrong thing. Mai said, you don't have to be all in her face. Just sit her down and let her know that you're worried about her and and that you will listen when she's ready to tell you what happened. Mai paused and said, Wait, what about your mom? You never asked her or talked to her about what happened? Lemia explained how close Sahar's mom was to hers and that if she knew anything anyway, she would have told her. Lemia then said, Although... She has been avoiding the topic completely. She doesn't even tell me about their childhood together anymore. Wait, does she know something? Sahar is my friend too, like if she knows something I need to know. Habiba then said, so ask her. Back at the house in the evening, Lemia and her mom were making some tea and getting some snacks to watch TV. On their way to the living room, Lemia's mom said, you know, the air is so refreshing outside, it's not that hot tonight. Let's sit in the balcony and enjoy some quiet time instead of the TV. As much as Lamia enjoyed their evening talks together, she couldn't help but feel anxious because this was going to be a heavy talk. They sat and talked about their day and they went on and on and then Lamia's mom paused and said, 
Habibti, we've been talking for an hour and you're still keeping something from me. I've been giving you a lot of opportunities to just say it. Ya Rabbi, can you not take a hint? Do I have to put you on the spot like this? Lamia laughed and said, fine, fine, it's just a bit of a heavy topic and this is all nice and relaxing. Lamia's mom said, I'm already stressed out about my daughter's inability to take a hint. She giggled and said, but go ahead. Lamia then said, Mama, does Sahar remind you of her mom? Um, like to the point of hurting? Lamia's mom smiled and said, Yeah, ya binti. Which means like, oh my girl. Yeah, ya binti. Sahar and Muna were both a fresh breeze in this world. Always graceful, always kind to everyone. I loved Muna so much. And since we were little girls, we always talked about wanting to have daughters who also became best friends like us. Lamia's mom kept smiling and then she looked away for a bit as if she was reliving some beautiful memories. She then continued, Sahar is like a copy of her mom. I remember getting them mixed up on the phone sometimes. They just sound so similar. She did remind me of Mona, but I always loved that. It never hurt me. Sahar was like my second daughter and a mini Mona. I loved having her around. Lamia said, It's just that... What happened to them? When they moved? I know you don't want to talk about this, but... Lamia's mom interrupted. Don't want to talk about it. Her face turned white and she set her cup of tea on the table beside her. And then she leaned closer to Lamia. Lamia, Habibti, what's going on? Lamia didn't understand where all this tension came from all of a sudden. Her mom then continued, Lamia, we had this conversation before. In detail. Two years ago. You don't remember anything? You already know what happened to them. Habibti, you went into a very dark place and we had to put you on medication. This is why we avoid this topic around you. It was a very tough time for you. You were constantly dreaming about Sahar and experiencing night terrors. Your dreams were so vivid and so dark, you had to take sleeping pills for six months. You really don't remember any of this? Let me interrupted her asking, La la la. Mama, what? Mama, no. Sahar was just with us this morning. She had breakfast. Baba saw her too. And just, why was I dreaming about Sahar? Mona's the one who passed away. May Allah have mercy on her soul. Why was I so upset about... Ab- about... Lamia's mom was terrified at the puzzled look on Lamia's face and what she was hearing. Lamia's parents and therapists all helped her process what happened, and they helped her get out of that dark place. Did she just deeply repress all these memories instead of processing them? Was she having another vivid dream this morning without either of her parents realizing? Lamia's mom held her daughter's hand as if bracing for a very bumpy ride ahead, and she decided to go through with this. So she continued, Ya Habibti, her eyes started welling up. Are you sure it was Sahar you saw this morning? Lamia starts crying and says, well, But you, you were having breakfast with her. What are you talking about? Baba was there too. Lamia's mom then asks, Habibti, have you been having intrusive thoughts or dreams lately? Lamia realizes her dreams have become so vivid that they don't cause insomnia like they used to, but now they interfere with real life.
But today couldn't have been a dream. She was with Sahar. People saw them together and... Did people see us together? Mama and Baba were cold and completely ignored her at breakfast. People were looking at me weird when we stopped and talked on the sidewalk. Were they... Were they staring because it was just me standing there? Was I talking to myself? But... How? My friends from college barely missed her. They could have... They could have seen her. Right? Wait, wait. If I'm... If I'm dreaming about her and suppressing her memories, was it... Mona? Was it... Was it Mona that died in that accident or was it... No, no, but... I, I saw her. Let me start coming back and she could hear her mom crying and asking her what was wrong. Lemia says calmly, with tears running down her face. Is Sahar... Okay? Lemia's mom starts bawling and she grabs her daughter and holds her. The two went inside and they sat on the couch together, holding each other tight. Lemia woke up in her mom's arms the next morning. She sat there trying to process the night before. And that was our story for today. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to check out my website for all the links and all the important stuff in there. Also, so I want to connect with you guys. I want to, like, I want to see your comments and your reactions and I want to hear your thoughts, all that stuff. But I'm still very, very new to this. <laughs> so I, I don't know how to make that happen. I don't know if you guys have somewhere to leave comments or not. So for now, we have a Discord channel. Yay! Everything is in the description. Join and let's talk. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, share the love, all that good stuff. And I will see you in the next one. Bye!